Welcome to yet another week of the Easy Speaking Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Caleb. And, uh... Man. Shit. What, what, what number a, is this? Uh, <laughs> seven. Seven, that's seven. right. Lucky number seven. Yes. I, fuck, I don't know why I had to fix it hard on that one. <laughs> it's just been a fucking weird week around here, so it's just kind of hard to think. Uh, here and there. I know, we've both been busy. Honestly. I mean, yeah, but how have you been, though? How was your week? It was good. I mean, it's Tuesday now. Uh, we usually record Monday nights, and um, it is Tuesday, isn't it? I know, right? Just like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, usually it's Monday nights when we have a couple of drinks, and this one, you know, it's transition. I'm out for work. He's going to work. So different vibes, but good times. <laughs> uh, let's hope so. Yes. Shit, man. I went Monday. Hey, that was yesterday, that's right. Yesterday and got my second COVID shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel okay. A little, I was burning up a little bit earlier today and the arm sore. But I'm like, right. besides that, I mean, I'm the government could track me now, which is cool. Oh, yeah, they chipped you now. I yeah, mean, you're well, just yeah, like a dog. That's kind of like... cool. <laughs> they just pulled me up, I guess. Cool. I'm yeah, cool with that. Well, so if I ever leave my phone at home, I can never get lost. Oh, Yes. I mean, Big brother's always watching you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you're afraid of him tracking you, then stop carrying your phone, I guess. Uh, <laughs> slightly, uh, yeah. Uh, One would think. Oh, snap, man. Speaking of freaking messes and technology, how about that freaking uh, alleged fuel shortage down south? So, it's only on the East Coast, right? So, uh, it's what they So, here's what it, an oil refinery got hacked. Yes. And got shut down. Right. And everybody freaked out, especially down here, because it was yes, it was an eastern, it was an eastern pipeline. Yes, there's a refinery in Spartanburg, South Carolina, that has a 45 day reserve. Oh wow! It'll last 45 as long as fuel could. They're giving that estimate estimate going off of regular fuel consumption because they keep track of that. Okay. Every yeah. time a fuel truck stops at a gas station, they record how much fuel comes out of that truck. I mean, measure how you much is to. there, and yeah, I mean, it is, fuel is more documented than anything. The whole, I mean, but you gotta keep track. you've got these people who are going in with 10 gas cans and just filling them up for, which, the only, uh, some of them it's for the reason of selling. So, how about uh, uh, um, an aluminum foil tin hat thought right here, Ooh. you know, I mean, they're driving up the price of it because of the scarcity that is now going to happen. Well, South Carolina just initiated the uh, the price gouging uh, in law that we have around here for oh. times of distress, so there cannot be any price gouging. I mean, that's what makes me think, but it's inherent. I mean, it's hard to combat that. Well, until you get shut down for doing it. Well, yeah, but because I mean, they going to shut down the oil companies? Well, it's not that. The gas stations themselves. <laughs> yeah. Well. I mean, and it's just... Because the, the the cost of the fuel's not, it's still the same from the refinery over, just because the fuel is still here. There, yeah, there no, is it's... no actual fuel shortage. The line is just shut down. Yeah, yeah. Because it was hacked. The moment it gets put back online, it's everything's back to normal. It's it's just running on Windows ninety seven. Yes, so, I mean much. it's, it's a mess. Like it. <laughs> but I mean, the worst thing people can do it's like the toilet paper thing last year. Holy shit, people freaked out. That was this freaking is, currency. This is the same thing's happening right now. And it's killing like guys who have lawn businesses who need 
And a bunch of those poor guys are getting criticized because they normally go up with their gas cans and to keep their mowers and stuff fueled so that they can make money. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And I mean, uh, I just can't. Perspective. You know, because yesterday I saw people and today I saw a lot more. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long that's going to last. And I mean, it's brand new. I got my car filled up last night. I needed gas. and Same here. Yep. And we, we, the gas station near the house, because we live in such a rural area. It's it untouched. Little, yeah. It was, a little pa- it was a little more packed than usual, but it wasn't. We didn't have to wait in a line. Mm mm. And, uh. But it's just. It, it's ridiculous. I, I'm. It just goes to show you. But we've panic. already seen this beforehand. We've seen lines at a gas station in America more than once. Uh, yeah. I mean, the most memorable time was, what, 50 years ago in the 70s? Uh, give or take, I The would big think. fuel shortage then and that. I don't know all the details on that because I, I allegedly was not alive. Yeah, no, yeah. So, that's before my time, for mm-hmm. sure. But that's just a... That's a current event that's happening today. Yep. <laughs> and I mean, it's so recent. I mean, what, it was yesterday or the day before that the thing got hacked? Yeah, no, it, it was, it's very breaking. That's the thing. I mean, and it's only affecting mostly the Southeast. Hmm. You know, my younger brother's up in D.C., and they're not having any problems up there. Which is not far away. No, no. I mean, what, 10 hours, give or take? Yeah. So, but shit, man, that's, you know... That's what's That's happening. the world we live in. <laughs> uh, hell in a handbasket. Well, yeah. I, I mean, suppose. Yeah, that's the issue of a digital world, if you ask me. The it, only thing that's not an issue of a digital world is please keep listening to podcasts. Yeah, this is they great. We, we, pro- we provide somewhat backseat <laughs> yeah. knowledge. Well, <laughs> it's like, I heard this from somebody, or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this. <laughs> Somebody's going to be like, oh, well, these idiots on the easy speaking said this. Oh, uh, well, you know. Not that dumb. Hey. I read it on all the major news networks, even the Fox News and CNN said so, so it's got to be true. So here's the thing. I always revert back to this quote that Denzel Washington said on a red carpet one event. Mm -hmm. He talked about the news. He said, if you watch the news, you're uninformed. No, excuse me. If you don't watch the news, you're uninformed. But Mm -hmm. if you watch the news, you're misinformed. So what are you to do? I know, right? That's perplexing right there. You make your own opinion with what you... Start my own little country and not worry about anybody else. That's what I would do. (laughs) Denzel Washington said that, dude. At least somebody said something about it. At least somebody said something real. Yeah. And that was years ago, too, man. And God, how how it resonates now. If you don't watch the news, you're uninformed. If you do, you're misinformed. Mm -hmm. So... You'll never get the same story from multiple news networks. Yeah, no. Which is, yeah, Walter Conkright would be disappointed. <laughs> Conkright. Conkright. Yeah. I, I think I said it. I don't know. I'm, I'm an idiot. I don't I even know. know. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> mustache. He was one of the original news anchors. I took a. Uh, like Anchorman with Will Smith. <laughs> Smith. I just butchered that. <laughs> it's Will Ferrell. <laughs> Not uh, exactly. Not quite. Well, you'll have to... Go- Everybody's got to really think we're telling that. You're going to have to Google Walter Cronkite. Yeah. I took a, a media class in high school, two years of it. And okay. I news media, and she did a news show with, for Wade Hampton High School on hmm. that thing. It was fun. That was actually my first dabbling into this kind of business. Oh, okay. And that was nine, 
nine, yeah, nine and ten years ago when I did that, my sophomore and junior year. High school, I don't think man. I did it in my senior year. You know, mm-hmm. as a kid, you listen to your parents, and they say, oh, it gets faster the more you get older. I'm like, ha, funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, look at that. We're already in May. Yes. We're coming up on mid-May. I remember Christmas not too long ago. I don't, that's, but that's weird. I drank a you whole know. bottle of Johnny Red that day, so... Oh, uh, you don't remember much. Blur. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I was friendly. I was, I was that relative at Christmas. The guy walking around with the bottle, offering everybody drinks out of the bottle. It's like, this yeah. is good. You need to taste it. It was before COVID. You could do it. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, the bottle was a Christmas present, so I figured I'd share with everybody. Man. There's some... Man. <laughs> Golly, I, I just had to think that. No, this was after. Uh, was it? No, this you was haven't... after COVID. Damn it! This was Christmas 2020. I'm thinking about. Yeah, you got. I still did that. It's okay though. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I'm vaccinated. <laughs> I'm still. I'm still stuck in. I'm still stuck in 2020. I'm thinking when we're talking about last year I, that I, it's 2019. Yeah, it's 2021 in May. Currently. Oof. Yeah. I just went into a. Time more. I thought you I lost thought last, six months. I thought last year. year was 2019. <laughs> oh fuck! I, you I am, a, I'm sober. This is the bad thing. I'm stone cold sober right now. You had a mullet not too long ago either. Remember that? For a while too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The dark days. Nah. No, uh, you know like some good. I days. thought about my mullet the uh, this past weekend, Did Mother's you? Day weekend, the local uh, classic rock station. Okay. Called this weekend the Mullets for Moms. Oh, really? And they were doing some old hair bands. And I'm like, I used to have a mullet, but my ma did not like it. My ma hated my mullet. Didn't vibe with it, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, she grew up in the era of the mullet, so and uh, it was white trash back then. Yeah, right then so and there. So it was just kind of, I think it just brought back bad memories. <laughs> Ooh. Boy, that's something. Mm. So how about yesterday at our dinner, we did a... A recording of our first uh, whiskey review. Indeed. Uh, we talked about a uh, whiskey that we'd had before at Glenfiddich. The Glenfiddich 12-year, yep. Yeah. yeah. And, um, Scotch. But it's funny, though, because we were uh, talking about that, and I guess it'd be a good time now to reveal our plan for uh, Easy Speaking TV on YouTube. So, starting small, and here's like another outlet or extension of who we are as a brand i mean what we do as mm-hmm. easy speaking you see our logo it's it's a whiskey glass and so we decided mm-hmm. just a <coughs> just a quick two minute recap of a bottle that we drink on monday nights every, yeah. every so often and we try to mix it up and bring something new and so we'll we'll tell you how it is suggest it give it a thumbs up or a down and we'll let you know if it's bad don't don't worry oh yeah we know bad shit i but, mean um i mean i'm I'm very excited about the beginning of Easy Speaking TV. That'll be a fun venture. I mean, we've yes. already got, you know, our Facebook, Instagram, and uh, the TikTok, which is all managed by our amazing director of marketing, Jessica. It's EST Incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> Name still in works, I think. Easy, uh, easy Speaking. Easy Speaking Media. I kind of like. ESM. Easy ESM. Okay. Almost sounds like BSM. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Uh, Oof. (laughs) Oof. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I suggest whenever that gets live, take a visit. 
Find us on uh, many of the social medias that we should be promoting more of. Yes, we I, should. The Facebook and the Instagram and... And now even <clears> the TikTok, <throat> is that right? Yes. I had no intentions on having a TikTok, <laughs> but here we are. But you're the first, you were the first I featured video. I was the video. post, and I, I think, love... Uh, over, <laughs> excuse me. Easy. Over 400 views on you. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so we need all 400 of those people to start listening to the podcast. Tune in. Because uh, he's as wacky on here as he is on TikTok. Yeah, no. Um... Give me a couple of drinks, or just when it's a good song, I, I'll be so oh, dude, for it. Shit. I'll, I'll break in the dance right. If somebody starts playing some Pitbull right now, I will go ham. <laughs> and, uh, as, as a lot of people would. Dolly, um, Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, reporting live from the tallest building in Tokyo. Oh god, which we are not. We're actually reporting live from the shortest building in Belton right, right, right now. We, we gotta shut up while we're ahead. We don't wanna get copyrighted here. <laughs> oh snap! So, uh, how about them Red Sox? You know, I haven't been in touch with them like I should be, but they are on a fucking roll. We're fucking kicking ass. Yeah. What is it? The streak that you had or still going on? Um. Well, I know we're number one in the East. Oh yeah, we're still but number one in the East. You guys had a winning streak. If we're still we were, on it. No, no, that was about a month or a so while ago. We ago. were on like a 9-10 game winning streak. Which Crazy. Is and all the games this year have been very high scoring, mm. which I enjoy. I like a good battle like that. I like it to be it's, close. I love extra innings. It's an audience's it's game. A, well, and trying, they're trying to get more people back in the baseball. I mean, that's America's pastime. Yeah, and it was sad. Like last year, I legit... Had tickets to go see an Atlanta Braves game with a buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. And it was towards the end of the preseason and opening season. We had, like, the first home game or second, but that's when COVID hit. And then everything. And so, A, he got a refund. They didn't allow anything. And then what they do last season was an abomination. They just played, like, a half of a regular season. And oh. it was a shortened season. And they had off season, Which kills your teams, like... Well, but, like the Red Sox, who are a... The Red Sox shine after the uh, All-Star break. They yeah. need a full... You need a full season for some of those teams. Yeah. Getting warmed up, especially with a new dynamic, and trying to get used to the fact that these guys are used to loud crowds. Yes. They're used to that energy. I think a lot of them feed off of it. This is one of those seasons that will go down in history in terms of how things changed. Because mm-hmm. of one thing, one thing only. The very first... Uh, game that I saw live broadcast during mm-hmm. COVID, it was very off-putting because it was pumped up audio sound. Ew, obvious. Fuck. You remember that too now. Um, I think I bitched about it. I the did NFL, initially. Yeah. The NFL did it too and it pissed me off because I'm like, do you think we're retarded? There's empty stands. I mean, we're not This stupid. is hilarious. <laughs> I can tell there's nobody here. Yeah. Honestly, I was looking forward to it a little bit because mm-hmm. I was like, I love hearing the sound of the ball hit a mitt and the crack of the bat on a ball, dude. And that's the new dynamic about it. Since there's no audience sound, you have another another aspect Mm -hmm. of hearing the sounds that go down. You know, either it's a bad hit on a baseball bat, and you're like, oh yeah, that didn't sound right. (laughs) And later in the season, they toned down the noise a little bit, but I think they should have just gotten rid of it. Yeah, just completely. But But I'm looking forward to hopefully going and seeing some. Games this year, even you know God. we've got the uh, high A triple A affiliate of the Red Sox over in Greenville. It's not a triple A; it's a single A. No, it's triple A, high A triple A affiliate. Uh, high A, high triple A, yeah. 
Uh, Google the Granville Drive. The Granville Drive, yes, sir. I, if I remember remi- correctly, no, you might be no, correct. No, you're confident, and I'm confident. Too. I know. It's a, it's a high single A because it does a lower, mid, high, then mm-hmm. double, then triple, then you're in the big leagues. So I'm going to Google it right now. <laughs> Give me one second. I, I think we've had this before, and I was wrong, and I just don't like being wrong. Oh, I know. You're very convincing, but, but um, uh, hold on. It's actually, if you go on their website, it says it in the top right, right, right corner. Team base in Greenville. They are a high A, single Okay, a. so single yeah. A, so you were right, okay. Of the affiliate um, Boston Red Sox. So you remember two years ago, though, uh, when Pedroia was still on the I.L. before he announced retirement, he played with him. I was at that game. I had to work, and I was so But mad. the thing is, it was so fucking blowout for me because I went there on a date and I was more focused on that and that never really happened you mm-hmm. know I think that was the one and done date and I actually saw somebody I knew from school and I'm like hey dude what's up man mm-hmm. <laughs> because that didn't go well well I'm just I'm just but ready I did to go see, him see him at bat in a Greenville Drive Stadium I'm like that's pretty cool which is cool too because you know it's a literal miniature replica scale of Fenway Park. Yep, yep. Everything is the same. Modeled after. Seats on the monster and all Which that. Which they didn't yeah. used to have. No. Not well, the like Fenway, Fenway Park originally did not have seats on the monster. The seats on the green monster were put true. in in the 70s. That's true. So we kind of stuck true to it because floor fields like 15 years old now, something like that, or 10 years old in that. It's in Relatively that ballpark. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> they they kind of went true to the way they did with Fenway's. They waited and then they put them in, and I was like, "That's cool. That's that's yeah. trying to keep towards that history." That's yeah. And those yeah. seats are impossible to get. Oh yeah, high dollar for sure. <laughs> I mean, I'd pay for them. just that 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 coolness. Yeah. I mean, I've been on the monster at Fenway. Yeah, I took a tour of it, mm-hmm. and I, when she turned a hundred, I was there. Mm. And wow. uh, that's a my dream. My absolute dream is I want to actually I want to stand on home plate at Fenway Park. I want to hit a ball. I am not that great at baseball, but if I can manage to hit a ball in the outfield, uh, somewhere, I don't care if it hits the pitcher. <laughs> I can hit a ball on home plate at Fenway Park. My life would be just freaking check just standing there. The amount of players. It's the oldest ballpark in the world. Uh, yeah, it's yep. it's. The, any player that's ever the played legends. in the MLB has played at Fenway Park. Anyone who is anyone has stood on that field. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And just the history. The, uh, dude, I don't... I'd probably have a heart attack and die, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, uh, when I was in high school, I, I, you know, I've, I've always been a big Red Sox fan. I uh, sent a letter up to the front office and... Uh, just wishing good luck in the World Series that year. It was the uh, right. Shit, I can't remember which World Series it was. Uh, off the top of my head, that's so long ago. It might have been the thirteen. Okay. And um, they sent me back a thank you letter, and a couple of little things. And one of those things was a bag of Fenway dirt. Yeah. From the, the you the told field. me this before. And yeah. I still have it somewhere at my parents' house. A couple of other things, dude. That was huh. something I was like, else. Shit. Yeah, to have that, people, the people are listening to this right now, like fucking dirt. Really? <laughs> it's it, something it, else. It's a connection to the history that goes behind it. Exactly. I mean, I uh, 2019 before COVID hit, I managed to see a home game mm-hmm. against the Yankees 
We unfortunately lost as the Sox. I know. But there are countless times because I'm off of the uh, uh, um, home side dugout. Wow. Had to think about that. Off of first base line. And I'm past the pole in the original wooden seats. Wait, so you're past the pesky pole? Yes. Uh Yes. In the 100-year-old seats. Yes. In one of the, like, the Mm. most original. It was so genuine, authentic. And guess what? Huh. In the later innings, whenever um, they were bringing in New York Yankees closer, it was Araldus Chapman. And the bullpen is probably... I don't know, uh, 50 yards, 60 yards down and out from me. Yep. And I'm seeing the shots directly go from his hand into the catcher's mitt. And there, you you hear it echo through where it's coming to me and people around me. I'm like, holy shit. Because if you don't know, Araldus Chapman, he is still the record holder for the fastest pitch in baseball. How fast? 106, 107. He beat Nolan Ryan's record of 101 or 102. I'm going to have to give that one another. Sheesh! Yeah, yeah, but that was his older years. But now he's steady tops at like mm, 98, 99 consistently. Yeah, Yeah, consistently, you know. I might be able to throw a baseball two miles an hour. (laughs) Maybe. On a good day. Maybe. If if my arm's not sore, I might be able to do it. And he's nasty because he's lefty as well. As a, he, he used to be an opener and would go innings on innings of just heaters. Just whack. You know, nobody can I hit I can't it. imagine how somebody's arm stays in that kind of like fighting condition. Yeah. Feeling like that all the time. Yep, yep. And the thing is, what's fucked up about his situation, it was kind of a comeback story because he started with the Cincinnati Reds years ago. I can't remember how many. And then... Uh, Years after he got a reputation, he did a um, pre-game, a preseason warm-up game. Uh, what do you? Uh, spring training games. Yeah. God bless it. <laughs> <laughs> and he was pitching, practicing in spring training, and it was a it was a stellar fucking hit right back to his noggin. He got hit right directly Jeez. in, the, and, and the speed that he's throwing it at, you know, it comes off like even faster off a bat. And he had to rehab. I think he, like, sat out for the next year. He's lucky it didn't kill him. Yeah, exactly. That's serious I, concussion. It's like, it's like a bullet coming at you and hitting you in the head. I mean... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've got a question for you. Yes. What do you think his baseball card would be worth as an NFT? Okay. Uh-huh. As an NFT. You only say that because you didn't know about it yesterday. Well, I knew, I like about, NF- I knew about, about NFTs and NFT baseball cards. You I just don't, don't understand. Okay. I don't well, like we'll talk them. About, we'll talk about NFT baseball cards here in a second, but just as a definition. So, part of me, just to give you some backstory, I mean, we all know cryptocurrency. We know the Dogecoin. Yeah, I own know. some of it. Yeah, okay. And Bitcoin, which was years ago, which got everybody interested in cryptocurrency. And what that does... Well, it, it, it's based off of the blockchain system, which takes and mines for different... Um, well, the blockchain itself, it is a permanent ledger that you can easily trace transactions. That's the basis of its use. And we all see previous generations before, you have accountants that take the ledger, but they're always the human error. With this... Human error is taken out of it because everybody can access that transaction. Years ago, 
down to the last second of when you made it, amount to who, who are you, and what's the value of it. That I mean, it's very precise. You could do a lot with that precision. And one being cryptocurrency. You're able to keep an accurate ledger and see where every single Bitcoin, whatever, goes across. And along with that mindset, that's a very varying, um, I guess you would say, monetary value. Like but a stock almost. Yeah. It, yeah, you can track it like a stock, but it also has different uses because the basis mm-hmm. is a ledger. And so it doesn't have to be straight stock usage. You have what is called an NFT, which is a non-fungible token. Mm-hmm. It's a very strange uh, acronym to use, but what that really means is that, so if you're able to trace everything on this blockchain, then how about you can trace something that, let's say an artist would create, makes a painting, right? Traditionally, in a real world setting, you would go to a gallery, see mm-hmm. what the artist created, make a price on it, make the sale, and on its way. So, what an NFT does is that it still keeps, well, it still gives the artist ownership of that piece. And here's how. Okay. It's a token. And that token is minted for that particular piece of art from Mm -hmm. the creator. So, I would like that piece of art that this creator made, I'm going to mint a token of ownership. I technically own a piece, well, I technically own that piece of art, but the file, the IP address of that actual art that the artist created is still on my hard drive, right? Okay, so you have that piece of art on your computer, basically. Still, but me as a consumer, I have a token claiming that saying, yes, I also own this. It is a carbon copy, but I don't have what the IP address is. So you are able to sell these non-fungible tokens in various different ways. So let's go back to the gallery um, Mm -hmm. scenario. In a gallery, you have multiple pieces, and they stay there for however long you open the gallery. Yep. So with an NFT, what happens on different providers, one, one platform is called Ethereum, which means it takes creators, and if you were to access Ethereum platform base, which is the majority of trading that happens, mm-hmm. um, you're certified as an artist, and you're able to do an NFT drop, which means what you created is able to go to the public similar like an art gallery. Okay. And you can sell these pieces of arts in different forms and fashions. So, like, in the art gallery situation, you only have a one-of-one, goes for this price, done done deal. You can also do that in the NFT space. You can have a one-of-one edition, and if Mm -hmm. it's a really well-renowned artist, it may go upwards of millions of dollars, which has happened. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Beeple. B-E-E-P-L-E. Look them up. (laughs) But um, the other method that you can do for it, you can have multiple editions across a time frame. So let's say I want to sell this piece in the five minutes that's allotted. Okay. There are 32 pieces at this set price that were sold in that five-minute period. So there's 32 editions. Okay. I'm just throwing out a number. It could be 100. It could be 1,000. Yeah. However well, the, many the sell. The number of them also vary. That affects your price on them. The more there are, the less you're going to be able to So. Charge. 
Well, yeah, there's more additions to it, so there will be a lower price, but you initially pay the price, and this is where it gets better. So, let's say I get one of those additions. Yes. I can sell it to another consumer who also likes it, just like you would, you know, offer a a homeowner a painting. Right. You know, that's a really nice painting. What's your price? That can still happen with these non-fungible tokens. Interesting, right? Yeah. But see, here's the kicker that continues to make money for the creators that initially made it. So usually whenever a sale happens with the art gallery situation, the painting is done. The one transaction is all the money he'll get. Yes, he didn't get royalties or anything off of any other sales. But you said the word yourself. NFTs, you're able to get royalty. And here's how. Okay. Because it's a true ledger off of the blockchain technology. You're able to precisely track where it so goes. So it's still hooked to that artist even after he originally sells it. Yeah. That's, that's very beneficial for the artist. That's fucking great. I know. You can still have just a chip royalties as they're trading mm-hmm. your art. It's like a but musician t- with their music. Every time it gets played, they make royalties off it. That's very... That's again, it's very conducive to that artist. I mean, I... I could see why more of them are wanting to do that. And yes. I mean, this is very brand new. Like, mm-hmm. this sort of thinking on top of what is already brand new, which is cryptocurrencies, you know, the Bitcoin, the Dogecoin, yep. that's still brand new, but this is, like, very, very new. And you have to wrap your head around it. It's not trading for money. It's also trading for art because there is a set community who knows the blockchain all all too well they're the pioneers like probably 10 15 years ago believed in it mm-hmm. and um let's say they invested in bitcoin they have millions upon millions of dollars right more, you yeah. see the early adopters of bitcoin right yep and they have millions and millions so these pieces of art from artists who drop different things through nfts they will drop like $500,000 on an addition piece of art because because of the fact not only is it very, you know, renowned, it's sought after, but mm-hmm. it could be from somebody who had made millions off of this kind of technology and is yep. benefiting towards keeping that train going. Because it's, it, it's a thought a, process. It's because a digital age now. Yeah, yeah you, you say, how does this person sell this piece of art for fucking $50 million, which has happened through this tech, yeah. NFT drops, whatever. How how is that money being spent? Like that's way more than something you walk through an art gallery. Maybe maybe not. Probably well, not. Depending on the art. I mean, I mean you've got a couple of major but pieces. It's, but it yeah. instantly rose to that level. Like oh shit, this is serious. Like people are shelling out some serious mm-hmm. coin. And yeah, it's that digital age now. Yeah. So let's say I buy a piece of art for you via an, an NFT. Okay. And yeah. I wanted to display that piece of art is it literally just like a digit like on a like if i had just a huge screen in my house i could display it via that yes so here's the thing you can show it off like art too depending Mm -hmm. uh, the creator that i really like and follow is beeple and he like i'm going through right now you know he went online did nft drops dropped a lot of different ways he had one-on-one editions he had a collection that he curated and made it last for five minutes and what he also created on top of that for anybody who got those tokens and ownership of course you can have it on your phone but Mm -hmm. he also provides them with that purchase 
a like acrylic stand that has a screen embedded into it and then it has a QR code that verifies that yes you have the correct non-fungible token you can scan on your phone because I know you bought it through your account and you can change what painting or picture you want to happen everybody else they can't touch it that's very interesting you can pull up the specs on when you bought it why this means so much through uh, the artist you can mm-hmm. pull up this yeah you can so pull yeah, up I mean, you can display it like your physical art I mean it becomes physical art at that point yeah you make it a reality and that doesn't have to be on that small little thing well, yeah, it could be on if you I can shoot a, it up if I built an 80 foot tall screen that's yeah. proportioned to the art itself I yes mean, yeah. yes that's that's really cool. That's, I mean, the, the fact that you're able to do that and that there's an artist that's making it easier for you to do that because spending that kind of coin on art, I'm like if I was spending coin on art, I want people to see it. That's why you buy art. And here's the thing: we'll say this much. I mean, obviously, this is a new technology, and one of the great benefits is that physical art does deteriorate, but for this kind of art. What's the deterioration rate? I mean, if you drop your screen, it breaks. You, you still own the art. Well, exactly. It's still I mean, valuable. You can still trade it. And the only way you could lose it is if you got hacked and it got jacked. That's it. And I mean, they, they'll like... And how is that going to happen on a blockchain system? Because you see the transactions. You mm-hmm. see the actual token being taken out without your permission. Yeah. And something will... And where are you going to store that token? Exactly. Somewhere well, else that could be tracked. It yep. is a true and true ledger of transactions. You can't, well, I mean, you it's go, probably can. <laughs> hackable, obviously. Everything is hackable. Yeah, but I'm the, not the, like, Well, it's that. like, I'm for not... the longest time, you could not hack Apple products. No, no. Apple and BlackBerry were the two most secure servers in the world until they weren't. Yeah, and that is only a matter no, of time, and, and so. And once it happens, I mean, then they'll have to... Well, I would think with NFTs, unlike a cryptocurrency that the government won't have anything to do, if you would hope that at least with an NFT, the government would open a cyber crimes investigation and get your shit back. I mean, there's but, probably truth behind that. And here's the thing. Just like any piece of art, over time, if it is valuable and you know the creator will expand and be, become more prevalent... Mm-hmm then you still hold an early piece of art that you can sell for a damn good profit. Exactly. Damn and I mean, good. Especially if the artist dies for some, some reason. that happens. Every, once you're dead, <laughs> everything you got is worth more unless you're in debt. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, then nobody knows you. Exactly. But th- this guy, Beeple, that I'm talking about, Yeah. Uh, he's been on some news networks because this is something brand new, and he's kind of like spearheading, you know, the knowledge base and getting the word out about this kind of method of transactions and celebration of people who want to sell their art. Yeah. Because, like, take in for instance, you've been to a sick-ass concert, you know? Shit mm-hmm. is bumping. I've personally been to an EDM concert. <coughs> Skrillex. Oh, you're fucking... You and Brian. <laughs> All right. All right, right, right. But get, a Give lot me my coffee this, mug. We're going to... But nonetheless... The music is freaking great. Obviously, I'm there for the artist, but it's the show. And it's yes. so... It is, I mean, the groundbreaking visuals. I'd like to know that guy's name. He's doing client work. He is got, He's hired by Skrillex to say, okay, create my new set list, visuals for an hour. I know this is going to take a while, but take your time. You'll get paid this. Yeah. That was the past tradition. Now, 
you can take your art and go to market with it. That same guy, he can make a loop, uh, maybe a GIF that is something visually stunning that mm-hmm. lasts, you know, maybe 10 seconds and make money off of that. That that gives power to the artists if... It's a whole new variation of art. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like I said, it doesn't have to be a painting. Obviously it mm-hmm. is. It'll be an audio clip. It'll be, you know, a GIF, yeah. a moving video. Anything. I yeah, mean, yeah. The, the, the digital age is definitely, especially in the past... Shit, even just the past five years, yeah. it's just gone Yeah, bananas. Going to I mean, the singularity. Everybody's got to think. Smartphones only became a thing in 2007. Because, yeah. I mean, 14 years ago? 14 years That's a years blink ago. of an eye, and things are yeah. accelerating. I mean, I remember when we were still on flip phones and... Dude, I was in middle school with the NV2. Yeah. Oh. Boy, you don't even know that. I had, I had the Motorola Razor, and if I wanted a oh. new ringtone, I'd go up to the radio if a song I like came on. You record that Bro. shit. Yeah, that was the original fucking just audio <laughs> splicing. I know, dude. And but I you could only it. record like fifteen second blips. That's it. Yeah, the, the Razor was the shit though. It was the first phone you could take selfies with and see what you were doing because if you closed it, that front screen would still be on and you could use the camera. That small little screen you could still use it. Yep. Yep. And now we've got fucking mm. eight and eight inch screens that you can fucking five cameras. Screw Yo, it. <laughs> I think I, I think it's how many I have on the back of my phone. Three, three, four, or five. One of those. Uh, yeah, like I'm embellishing. <laughs> like I just fucking in your front cameras. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's people crazy. gave up. A lot of people don't even use professional cameras for photography anymore. It's well, cell the, phones. Hey, here's another thing: cell phone technology through the camera is revolutionary. Only mm-hmm. because different manufacturers have done different things. Yep. Because you have issues with lighting and correct um, circumstances when taking a photo. Like Google with their Pixel, they used AI training to correct the color of a photo after mm-hmm. you take it, which is different than trying to correct the color through an optical lens. Yeah. Because that's 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 software being manipulating, well, using it to manipulate the color, and that had to have been trained over time because it's an artificial intelligence. It was given millions of pictures and given, like, this is the correct and lighting. And all these, yeah. And it is phenomenal. I've it's seen those like, photos. It's I've great. got this is the Note 20 Ultra 5G. Yeah. And when I take a picture at night without flash. Yeah. Like if you're standing out in the yard at night, yep, no yep. flash, and mm-hmm. I take a picture, it looks like you're daytime. I know. It actually it captures and what that's without flash, which I love because flash messes everything up. Exactly. And that's part of that training uh, or maybe even AI being mm-hmm. implemented and it was wild to me the first yeah. time I did it, I was like this looks like the sun hasn't even set yet. <laughs> you can still see like coloring in the sky and everything around you, and I'm like, Whoa. oh yeah, oh boy, <laughs> oh oh she, she. Oh, we had to do it. We had to do it. I you had to freaking say it. I've done it a couple times. <laughs> oh god, golly man, that's thinking that's about wild nowadays. though. Technology, man. Yep, I know it. And you know me, I'm not a I'm not a big tech guy. I Hell, you needed help. Well, I actually brought them, but the smart lights. If anything happens with them, you're like, Caleb, do something. I don't know how to work those. 
I know. I barely, I barely use a computer. I barely <laughs> use the phone. There are things on my phone I don't even know how to do. Hey, Twenty-five yeah. years old, and I'm just, I'm an analog guy, I guess. I don't. Nah, I'm I'm about it, man. I mean, I love it. Yeah, your tech support. Yeah, I am. I get called that at work. I mean, <laughs> I don't. I know how to work a smart TV. I can do that. Yep. Yep. I mean, but shit. What about hooking up a Google Home to the Xbox to launch particular apps? To... Yeah, that sounds like too much of a pain in the ass to me. But isn't it such an awesome luxury? Oh, it's very convenient. <laughs> I just could not set it up. I'd be like, fuck this. Yeah. No, I, could, I, I probably yeah. couldn't even hook the damn thing up to... I, I, <laughs> that's what tech support's for, damn it. <laughs> that's that. We're going to get you a 1-800 number. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 1-800-CLIP support. Uh... <laughs> Do not disturb me between the hours of 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Oh, no. Call him. It's a 24-7 line. Uh, yeah. No. All day, every day. Christmas Day, New Year's. <laughs> uh, can, don't even worry about it. His line's open. Negative. <laughs> Try to make you some money here, man. No, I don't want to be anybody's, like... Fucking grandkid teaching their grandpa how to hook up their hey, Wi-Fi. I'm sorry. Don't talk shit about having to help grandpa. He changed your diapers. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to do it to my... I, I will definitely help out grandpa. My actual grandpa. But for kids who I know are able, I'm like, dude, just read the manual. Just go through all the steps. <laughs> Alright, well, that's, that sounds like a The manual problem. is in Chinese, Caleb. I don't read that. <laughs> I don't read that. Well, uh, it, if you flip the manual over, there's also an English version. Oh, oh so? shit. Wow. That, that'll be $50. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Man, something else. Technology. Oh, NFTs. Well, I Ca- like it. Caleb, we've talked a lot about the present, the potential future. How about something from the past for us? Man, I, I was scrolling through today, and I had to brush up, honestly, on... Um, because uh, I instantly saw this, what happened today, and I had to talk about it because it's Civil War related. And so this was the first time that it was kind of a revolution. Um, hold on, let me pull it up. <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> I'm pulling up Wikipedia. Oh, um, shit. I know, I should have had my tab. I, I, you know, I, I edited something on Wikipedia once when I was like 15. Yeah, you had the ability to do that, which was yeah. amazing. I don't remember what the word was, but I put the definition as being boobs. <laughs> <laughs> just, just boobs. <laughs> boobs. I was in my, my childhood room, and on the laptop, was, I changed as many words as I could, their definitions to boobs. <laughs> and then Wikipedia got smart and had to make me like, we have to uh, make sure that these are actually right because I'm pretty sure but, science does not mean boobs. <laughs> but Wikipedia says it. Come on, dude. I never used to get in trouble for using Wikipedia at school. Oh, uh, well, the bitch is. Okay, I, I, let me preface this. So I say use Wikipedia, but don't use the summaries that everybody absorbs. You go all the way down and check the sources. And you use the sources that Wikipedia used to give you that brushed summary of whatever the hell you're just looking at. You go all the way down, use the sources, open them, read them for yourself, and use that on your next essay. Well, if you ever see my name on there, the definition is likely boobs. (laughs) Uh, What what other words? I I didn't use a lot of obscene words back then except for boobs. Uh, Fuck. uh, Well, yeah. Okay, I, I, I finally have it through Wikipedia. All right. Um, I'll, I'll briefly preface this, but during Civil War, 
It was around 1862, yes. Um, it was off of the coast of Virginia. It was, um, in short, there was a Union blockade that had a particular bay uh, guarding Confederates so they can cut off a supply chain, right? And there was battlings going on between the two. And once the Confederates actually held the land, um, they knew that there was a wrecked frigate at the bottom. And I think at some point, the Confederates were able to run the Union troops off of that particular um, reinforcement area. Um, and they retrieved the, um, the North's damaged sunken frigate, which used to be called, uh, let's see, the USS Merrimack. And right That's after that... Yeah, I know, Merrimack. <laughs> but what the Southern... Confederates did, they used that to their advantage because I think it actually had an engine that was on top of it rather than a steamboat type deal. So that's why they wanted to possess that particular frigate. And so, yeah, they reclaimed it and it was mostly the hull was intact. And so they said, what what can we do with this? So not the whole thing? Ha, 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 yes. The H-U-L-L was mostly intact. So... What they did was made it an ironclad, and those were starting to become more in fashion, and during this time, the Confederates didn't really have a lot to use to make an ironclad, and that's what became the CSS Virginia. So you take a frigate, and you just chop off the top of it, leaving the hull, and the rest you pack, you pack down with like a foot of steel or whatever you can find, and you barricade everything around it. You you it's like you look at a submarine that will never go down. That's pretty much what you're looking at. It's a primitive submarine even though the very first submarine recorded was used in the Civil War. Um it says Hunley. Yep, the Hunley which still, still uh, resides in Charleston. Yes, it does. Yep, and their museum. And so, this ironclad it had multiple clashes. It was a force of nature. It would take down frigates like no other, because it wasn't just a walking or well, floating behemoth. It had offensive weapons that were encased in everything. And it took down multiple frigates. And even, I read this somewhere in the Wikipedia where it said it was using hotshot. And I'm like, well, I have to think, I had to, like, what, what's hotshot? I think the particular mm-hmm. captain of that um, USS, oh, excuse me, CSS Virginia... Um, they got mad because the North retaliated, and what they... No, no, no. The North, they didn't abide by the maritime laws, and they did something that was against their, you know, wartime traditions. And so, the hot shot, what it really means is that they heat up a ball of... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then launch it through the cannons, and inevitably catching fire to other, you know, surrounding areas. That's fucked up. Oh, Yeah. Uh, you, it's it's I mean, a different kind of warfare. You know, we did drop a nuke on Japan twice. I mean, uh, well, that's a little later. But um, all right, to fast forward, it provided good support for the Confederates, and over time, it wasn't seaworthy anymore because it's been through like through hell and back on many different war, well, battles. Excuse me, mm-hmm. and they actually on this day in 1862, um, May 10th. The Confederate forces abandoned and blew it up 
on their own accord because they didn't want the North to repossess it. Savage. Yeah, they said, all right, uh, we can't use it anymore. You fared well, so... If we can't have you, nobody can. Exactly. Bon voyage. <laughs> Shit. That's a good one. It's it's a little bit more in-depth than, you know, maybe just the tidbits I have been saying, but that's pretty neat. I like that. It's It was a revolutionary technology that was used on both sides because the North had ironclads as well, but the South didn't have many because of the fact that they Steel's weren't very industrialists. Yeah. yeah. We didn't have material, you know, other... With other shortcomings um, oh, for the man. southern side. Well, we, we all know how that war ended. Yeah. <laughs> Not um, well for the south. No. No. Well, Which, yeah. Caleb, man, uh, that was awesome. That, that was, was a good great. chat. You got any, uh, any closing remarks? You know, I don't really have many closing remarks, but I hope all is well with everyone who tuned in today. I appreciate the listen. Hope you learned something. <laughs> that we're a bunch of bubbling idiots and yeah. we like baseball yes we did talk about good baseball um, don't forget to hit us up on Facebook Instagram TikTok at Easy Speaking Podcast yes Easy Speaking TV to come soon on YouTube and uh yes single ladies hit us up yeet yeet always drop us in the comments alright well <laughs> I'm Alex I'm Caleb and this has been the Easy, Easy Speaking, Speaking Podcast alright 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 stop that alright